Welcome to Storytellers AZ, the podcast for people who want to tell better stories and write better stories and just be more interesting around their friends. Um, today we're going to be talking about ebook covers and book covers and how important they are in selling your product. And with me today are Matt Fox. Tell us right at persuasiontheory.com. And you just recently came out with an ebook, is that right? Yes. And how much thought did you put into the cover of your book for your um, ebook? I spent a few hours actually working on it and doing something I wouldn't normally do, but uh, yeah, I put a lot of time into it. And how important do you think it is, especially since at the beginning it's just a book on your website? So you, you put a lot of thought in, into the cover of the book, and this is before you even put it on Amazon and before you put it on these other. It's not on Amazon yet, as of this recording. Okay. Um, and and how and um, how important do you find ebook? Or book design on the internet in general. Yeah, in general. Well, because it is an electronic book, it had to give some sort of physical representation of what it was, and the image itself also has some sort of meaning to it because it's friction-free sales and marketing is the name of the book, and it's picture of a match like being extinguished, so you just have the smoke going away, so it's kind of eliminating the friction. Oh, very nice. And that's the, that was the whole purpose of it, I guess, and, and putting it together and making everything match the site and all the other fun stuff. Was, very good. All right. Our next guest is Sarah. And yeah. Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Sarah Marcus. I am a poet and author and soon-to-be blogger, eventually. <laughs> And I do enjoy the way you sing everything as you've no, been talking. Very, very nice. Musical. Very mellifluous. Yes. And have you published already? No, I have not published yet. I will be my I, my target is for May of this oh, year. Fantastic. So, have you already started putting thought into covers for your work? Yes, actually, I have. Um, my target audience is the millennial millennial generation, um, which, if you le- read a lot of the market studies and everything on the difference of the generations, they do see and access. Um, information differently. And a lot of the millennial generation is very um, fast-moving, very tech-oriented, very color-oriented. And so that would be a very different design cover than, say, if I was writing it for my boomer generation parents, who are going to be a little bit more grounded and expecting a little bit more concrete imagery. So, yeah. Okay. So you're saying more colorful? I mean, is this yes. like we're treating them like children, you know, bright colors? It's, no. Is it like with the with the kids that, you know, the other games they want to have the bright, like Halo had like all the bright colors, the first shooter game. And the, as more they got more adult, things got duller, they got more gritty. No, it's more in the aspect that the millennial generation is kind of the generation, they're ambassadors of hope and positive and pushing forward and opening up new dimensions. And that, therefore, they would be more attracted to that kind of more than a more concrete we've made our way we've set our foundation we've built our business type which would be a little bit more of an older generation god i hope you're right on that because uh, <laughs> we definitely need it yes don't we? we definitely do and uh, to my right we have Anne. tell us a little bit about yourself hello i'm ann vidian i uh, i have uh, published a book in paperback and it is also an, an ebook available on kindle the cover that I came up with, um, basically I had some ideas of what I wanted on the cover to represent what was in the novel. And what kind of a novel is it? It's mainstream women's fiction. It's called Rhythms and Muse. And I ended up going with a contest site 
where it's called microburst.com, M-Y, microburst. And um, I got a number of different designs from people who had read what I wanted in the cover. They gave me like 32 different things to choose from designs to choose from and I chose one that really worked for me and I worked with that artist and came up with you know a, a cover that really represents what's in the book a lot of music um, you know it's for 40 something women so there's a like a Hollywood gal the back of her uh, on the cover and uh, she's standing on a dock and there's like piano keys kind of subliminally in the dock and some things like that so so uh, go to Amazon and look at the cover so you'll know exactly what she's talking exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> because uh, quite honestly, it could have yes. been anything at that yes. point. And, <laughs> yeah. That, that's why we don't talk about art. We say go look at exactly. it. Exactly. Right? No? Absolutely. Now, I just want to ask all of you guys, because when I go looking for a book on Amazon or any online service, the last thing I really care about is the cover. I'm looking up by the author, by the subject, by the title. I'm looking for something, usually something I already know I want. Whereas when I go to bookstores, I'll look through this. I'll look at every shelf. I mean, when I was younger and there were records, remember those? Oh, good. <laughs> I used to go to Tower Records on one night a week and go through every album and just look at every album cover. And we would buy albums based on covers because they yeah. look cool. And I have bought books based on its cover, even though they say you're not supposed to. But, you know. But Why you not? do. But, but you do. Was that mostly um, when you go online looking for books? Is it mostly technical oriented books, or is it fiction books also? Fiction, nonfiction. I'm uh, not yeah. generally technical. I'm not talking yeah. about like how to yeah. use nonfiction. Nonfiction yeah. is what I'm asking because yeah. in general, fiction books I really think are um, they're an emotional experience, which is why people choose a fictional book. So covers are really important because it's going to take you on. It's going to give you a glimpse of the type of journey you're going to take if you get that book. Is it kind of dark and so? Is it kind of, you know, cutting edge? Is it real light and airy, maybe a touch romantic? And before you even turn over the book, you know, by looking at, you know, the one with the picture of the black background, some pale lips and blood dripping down. Okay, that book's not for me. Thank you. I'm not even going to read the title, the back. I don't care because that's not the ambiance I'm going for. That's not the experience I want. So Now, Matt, do you think there's a difference between the way men and women buy books and the way they look at it? Well, I never thought about that from that standpoint. But I I was just going to say I kind of... I think that whether it be fiction or nonfiction, mm. the cover does matter mm. just simply from a standpoint that an image is going to evoke some sort of emotion, just like you said, with the blood dripping down the face, like mm. a vampire type mm. book, even business books have, or, or you know, self-help books, they, they always yeah. have something like that. Whereas, uh, you know, if you're looking at a self-help type book, if you're talking about men and women here, Man probably isn't going to buy the touchy feely, like a picture of two, a couple holding hands, even though he may be looking for something on marital or relationship issues. Um, whereas that'd be more something geared, and excuse me for sounding sexist, but that's, that's just that's the true. way it is. Well, no, I think that leads into the, what we were talking about, um, earlier, which was know your target audience, because Correct. there would be men who would write, someone who may write a book for men and relationships, and they're going to choose colors, exactly. images, and a title that will appeal to a man. Well, that's, yeah, and seeing your cover of your book, and that's mm-hmm. the exact same thing I'm looking at. That's, that's right. not it wouldn't really appeal to a man. for me. <laughs> no, it wouldn't appeal to, to yeah. most men. That's yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but that's exactly the, the, the point of it. And I, and I think it is important to have something that matches what's going along with it. You bet. And we were talking about some business books earlier that, and actually that's probably a good 
thing to look at is find out which which books in certain genres sell better because of images, not necessarily because of, but what is on the cover. Is it mm-hmm. uh, what is the person grafting or whatever? It just has the letters of the alphabet. That's going through the letters of the alphabet in that series of books. Right. Um, you know, what's the difference between that as a fiction or nonfiction mm-hmm. versus? Well, I'm wondering if anyone has noticed a difference in the cover between what's online and what's in the bookstores. Because it seems like the online images are tend to be very small when you first click on the list of books. And obviously in a bookstore, the you know, hardcovers are pretty mm-hmm. good size. And I'm just wondering if anyone has noticed any differences between them. I don't think I always have. I'm pretty sure the ones I've noticed, the authors kept a very specific consistency because they need that connection. This is that same. Well, yeah, this is that same. Are you talking about well-recognized authors already? No, like no, people. no. I mean, even even people who say have an ebook up on Amazon, but you can also order, and they're just self-published, where it's a print-on-demand, and but it is the same exact cover, uh, specifically because they they need to keep that continuity. I think because it's so hard just to gain that that little bit of ground of people knowing who you are and what you write. And you want people to recognize mm-hmm. your book when you, you know, right. if it is available in several different formats, uh, formats you want to be able to make sure that you people yeah. can see it and recognize it. But people who just do eBooks mm-hmm. need to be thinking about that really small format and how, how that is going to yeah. pop off the page and what you're going to be able to see if you're doing just an ebook cover. It's really important that the type be big enough that you can read the title and that the colors pop. The and image stuff like isn't that. too complicated. Well, exactly. Forget, I, and I may be mistaken because it's been a while since I've actually clicked on the look inside of the books mm-hmm. on Kindle doesn't or on Amazon. Doesn't it actually open up and t- the first thing you see is the larger version of the cover? Am I wrong? Well, it says or the back cover. You usually get <clears throat> you usually get the cover, person. and then you go to the next page and something like that. But you can also read the back cover of it. And mm-hmm. um, so I think that while it's you know splitting hairs on whether or not it's going to be something that's going to tip somebody over the edge, it can be something that t- can deter definitely from mm-hmm. somebody from buying yeah. a book. That's for that's sure. True. And that, that just real quick, I want to make a statement then about actually spending the money and hiring a artist, whether they're an art student who will charge a bit less or an actual professional cover designer, specifically because artists work in the world of emotions and colors and they can really grasp and make a difference. Then there's so many times when I go on Amazon and I'll see these ebooks and they're so, the covers are just like, oh my gosh, it's Tragic. so immature. <laughs> and, you know, it's just, it's just really amateurish and like you're like, you know, you're just sitting there going, <laughs> I'm not even sure if I'm going to trust the content in that book because you really got to wonder if they wouldn't, you know. Well, you, you know, know, they got to pay their kids somehow. <laughs> you know? Well, that was good. That was good, everybody. And I just want to thank everybody for joining us today. Um, I think it's very important that um, this podcast and the podcast previously, we've come up with ways for writers to spend their money before they made it. And I think um, that's something that you all should be prepared to do. Other than food. You mean? <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, you're writing the book is easy, but then you got to hire the editor, hire someone to come up with your picture, and then pay someone to sell it. So um, I don't know why any of you want to do this for a living. But uh, if you do, yep. if you ever want to join us, we're at Gangplank and Chandler on South Arizona Avenue. Um, you can go to gangplankhq.com. And we try to be here the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month at 7 p.m. sharp. And we get together and we help each other out with our projects. And then we do this little podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a great night. Thank you for listening to Storytellers AZ. We'll see you next time.
Hey everybody, this is Storytellers AZ with Matt creaking through the chair sounds all over the world. We'll come right back with that in a second. Matt, uh... <laughs> Debbie puts the outtakes on her. Excellent. All right. You want to fart now before we get going? <laughs> Hold out of our system.